This podcast is proud to be part of the Blueberry Network. That's blueberry with no E's dot com. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, and you're listening to Transpersonal Radio with Angela Lynn Gibson. Remember, your thoughts upload your reality. Think wisely and always prepare to ignite. Welcome. Welcome to Transpersonal Radio. Transpersonalradio.com. Real talk for real life. Inspiring podcasts. Exploring personal empowerment. empowerment. And transformation. Through parapsychology, spirituality, and how your thoughts upload. upload your reality. And now your host, Angela. Angela L. Gibson. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash transpersonal radio. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hello, transpersonal radio listeners. A topic of great interest is that of human perseverance. Why is it that some, when faced with overwhelming adversity, give in and give up, while others continue to survive and even thrive? I don't want to fall into the false dichotomy trap of nature versus nurture because it isn't either or. It's a blend of both, mixed with a spark of something else. What is it that gives certain people such resilience to overcome adversity and continue moving forward? Today's guest, Cindy Sharp, is a brilliant example of resilience in building a successful life and business despite serious challenges and blocks along her path. Cindy was born with a rare birth defect, later abused, and found herself homeless at the age of 17. She learned along the way that never giving up, moving forward, and laughing was the journey to find herself, her spirit, and her true calling. Today, Cindy is a certified spiritual business coach repeat business expert, author, and spiritual business owner who helps others grow their businesses in a mindful and healthy way. So if you are a holistic business owner, stay tuned for some great insight. Cindy's 20-year experience in the corporate world as a sales professional, sales trainer, sales coach, and assistant vice president with J.P. Morgan Chase made one thing clearly evident, that helping others grow their business is what she's meant to do. As a quirky rule breaker, Cindy shares her wisdom and experience with creative, entertaining, and thought-provoking stories to lift your soul and change the way you think about your spirit-filled business forever. Cindy, thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you, Angela. I am so uh, blessed to be invited into this space, and I'm uh, looking forward to this time together. Fantastic. Let's get to know a little bit more about you and your background first. You were born with a rare birth defect called Poland syndrome, is that correct? Absolutely. And for and, those of us uh, not aware of that condition, share a little bit about it and how that shaped you. I think that anybody, uh, you know, we all come to, to this earth with the, these amazing um, gifts. But while <laughs> sometimes we uh, are going through the, the gift uh, experience, it doesn't feel like or seem like a gift. And Poland syndrome is excessively rare. It only happens in about one uh, one or two of like 100,000 births. So it's an excessively rare uh, birth defect. And how it um, presents itself, it, it 
for me personally, because there's, there's other things that can go along with it, but it's kind of a double dipper. So one, I have one hand that is smaller than the other hand, and it was, it was um, born with a webbed-type fingering. So I had to go through lots of different types of physical therapy and different types of um, uh, reconditional uh, surgeries to reconstruct the hand so it is viable and works, and I'm very blessed to say that it does all sorts of things other than not very good at opening jars so that's one little thing that, that it, it just it just hasn't gotten yet and at my age um, I'm in my 50s I'm perfectly okay with that I'll just ask somebody to do that for me there you go. <laughs> right <laughs> yeah Fantastic. absolutely and then in the other one it's really um, something that caused for me personally my radical transformation and the word radical is uh, matches so perfectly with this, and that is that I was born with what's called a congenital radical mastectomy. And what that means is that on one side of your body, you're born completely without any breast tissue, any muscle, any um, breast whatsoever, and in my case, basically just a rib cage, and so and then on the other side, um, a breast. Now, you know, as a child, this was no big deal, didn't even have the faintest idea, but you can imagine as a teen, Mm -hmm. when you start developing and you start finding your true self and you start getting yourself out there and um, all the things that you go through as a teen and a young adult with romance and, you know, all the things that you could possibly think of, romance and bathing suits, you know, were the (laughs) the biggest challenge. And so the... uh, the biggest challenge of it was, was this self-acceptance. And I think we are not brought here to this earth for any other reason than some type of a big transformation. And I needed to have that for my transformation, but it didn't start out easy. (laughs) Well, absolutely not. I mean, that's challenging beyond words. And, and, uh, you know, that goes into our discussion today about, being faced with such overwhelming circumstances and challenges and being over being able to overcome them. And I, I love that you're talking about self-acceptance and self-love because in the end, nothing can change until that, that element has reached, has been reached in your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, uh, I, you know, we spoke a little bit before the show, and you, you and I have some things in common, but my uh, birth defects was, was just the kind of platform for my life. Um, but my real uh, struggle and challenge came from that at the age of four, my mother was uh, taken away. She had a drug problem, and um, she never came back, and I never saw her again uh, for the rest of my life. Mm. And uh, the the coupling of uh, you know, the feeling of abandonment and then the coupling of uh, not having self-acceptance, you know, took me on a large roller coaster ride. As one can only imagine. I do want to point out a small percentage of all your speaking funds do go to your foundation, which is Poland, Poland Syndrome Awareness Project. And that brings awareness about this rare birth defect. I think that's commendable. And I want to make sure that our listeners know that you have this awareness project if they want to know more about it. 
Now, well, thank you. I, I thank you so much for bringing that up. And I'll just, you know, as a, you know, a spiritual business coach, I just want to mention that I think that you know we all have a legacy that we, uh, you know, need to. Um, bring to this earth um, and bring to, to, you know, our human uh, time that we are here. And I think uh, mine happened, I happen to be born with my legacy, you know, it just comes with me right wherever I go. But I just want to mention that I think it's so important that whatever business that you have, that you should be part of your business should have um, a legacy piece to it. Absolutely. Now you ended up homeless at 17. Uh, this is a fate that befalls so many young people, and a majority do not experience a happy ending. So share with us what was different for you. How how did you survive on the streets? And more importantly, how did you get out of that situation? Well, um, you know, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say that it was an easy situation, but I'll share with you what happened. So after my mother wasn't able to take care of me, I was very blessed to be able to be raised by my grandmother. And my grandmother, um, at the age of 17, went in to go have a, you know, relatively uh, normal surgery, um, something that, she, you know, she's going to be back in a couple of days. And unfortunately, uh, they found that she had cancer and mm-hmm. she died abruptly. And so uh, at, at, at that age, I didn't have anybody else in my life that was able to take care of me. So I went from, you know, in one moment, you know, living in this house and being taken care of and, and you know, living this kind of blissful life, we'll, we'll say, you know, of a, of a teenager uh, in the 70s. And uh, then uh, all of a sudden uh, was not able to be taken care of. There wasn't any other family member, you know, grandparents. Um, because of their their age, it's not you know it's it's much more difficult because there's just not other family members to help and take care of because they were gone, and so I found myself homeless. Uh, oh, and I did have some friends that tried to help me out, and you know I did the the sofa surface right. surface you know thing. Yeah, uh, sofa surfing. Thank you, thank you. That word was just eluding me. And uh, so, but what happened was uh, is that I really got to a place of not exactly sure what, where I was going to go. And through the fact that I was excessively insecure, through the fact that I had absolutely no personal power to stand on, which, you know, not, not every 17-year-old does, and especially absolutely. if you've gone through life challenges, um, that what happened was, is I really made a lot of mistakes. I mean, if there was a mistake that you could make, you know, I did drugs. I um, was definitely um, uh, made a lot of wrong choices when it came to men because I kept thinking somebody's going to save me. Mm-hmm. I made uh, wrong choices when it came to what work and what type of profession I should do. I mean, it was just wrong choice after wrong choice after wrong choice. And guess what? This is the thing that is absolutely so amazing is that sometimes, sometimes wrong choices, all the time, wrong choices, if you learn from them and you, you know, make a better choice the next time, uh, they uh, help you to guide you in what is the right direction. So every time I go a direction that didn't feel right, I just kept going, trying new directions until something did feel right. Excellent. So again, you the bottom line or the message there is just not giving up and continuing to move forward, even if it's just one tentative step forward, it's better than nothing at all. 
absolutely. And sometimes it was one tentative step forward and 10 steps back Mm -hmm. and one tentative step forward and two steps back. But whatever the case may be, I just kept moving forward. And one interesting thing that, you know, I could have been born with this or it could just be, you know, a blessing um, probably, definitely, for sure, spirit just holding me up and and supporting me and guiding me through every life challenge. But I seem to be like a cat with nine lives where I sort of kind of land on my feet, right? Yes. And I'm sure that has to do with just, uh, you know, I, I do have a message here to deliver here on this earth and spirit wanted to make sure that I did. I could have very easily gotten lost in the cracks. Yes, Very I, I hear that story a lot between uh, or amongst survivors that is a, a common thread is there seems to be this other little spark mixed in, whether that's a higher power or whether that's higher consciousness or whatever that is that just helps pave the way and hold one up while going through these challenges. So Absolutely. After a successful 20-year-plus corporate career, in December 2011, you experienced a stroke that completely altered your world yet again. And this stroke is something that you refer to as a spiritual reawakening and the foundation for your current business, Sharpening Your Spirit. Tell us a little bit about this experience and how it shaped your transition from, from corporate to entrepreneur, helping to support healing practitioners. Well, first off, you know, as we all know, is that whether we're taking, you know, tiny steps forward or tiny steps back, we're always getting this, you know, that tap and that knock uh, that I've talked about so many times before. And that is where you're constantly getting this nudge. There's something bigger out there. There's Mm -hmm. something bigger you're supposed to do. There's, you know, um, this doesn't feel right. You know, just it's it's that, that, you know, uh, it just doesn't feel right. And I think, you know, I, I, well, this is what I know. I know, you know, I'm not the only one getting these taps. I'm not the only one getting these nudges. You know, the, the universe at this time is nudging lots of people. Yeah, and I, I, in I, my... I, I want to interject something right there because that's a really excellent point. Now, what I find fascinating, and I want your opinion on this from your experience and, and all the wisdom you've gained over the years. I've seen that there are... People who are completely content with being complacent and going through the motions and living their life and there is no tap or nudge and they're okay with that. And then there seems to be another group of people who are these people who have this awakening, this yearning for something more. There has to be something more to all this. Uh, I'm, I, there's, I'm here for a reason or a purpose. What do you think that really is about when it gets down to the core? You know, boy, that is a, you know, a question for uh, spirit. But let me give you my, my answer. And that is because, believe me, you know, this would certainly be a, a human condition that we think about a lot is that, you know, some of us move forward and, and want to grab onto a bigger life and some of us don't. But mm-hmm. I do know this. We all have our path, and whatever path we're on, it's important. So it doesn't really matter. Um, You know, this earth needs to be held up, and it needs to be um, taken care of so all the little things work, and that each person has their place, and that I believe we all get called at some point 
whether it's this life or another space or another, you know, energy that we're in, we all get called. But, you know, maybe this life is just not uh, the one. And mm-hmm. so if I had a, the, the, the real 100% spiritual God answer to that, Believe me, I would, <laughs> I would, I would have something pretty special. But that would be my own personal answer. Thank you. So continuing on, so you experienced this stroke in 2011, which I, having hemiplegic migraines, I have stroke-like symptoms and was uh, experiencing something very similar to a TIA or transient ischemic attack, and so I can definitely empathize with you through this experience. But for our listeners out there, if you can share what this meant to you, this was a pretty life-altering experience that you went through. Uh, You know, I have to say, uh, again, I wasn't paying attention, and I really, it it was something that I needed, and it certainly was a struggle, because it wasn't that I got back uh, to 100% to myself. So this happened in 2011, and it really took me up until this past year in 2015 to literally get completely clear, to literally get to the point where um, my brain functioned correctly again. So I really had to, and believe me, it was struggle. Mm. Oh, Angela, I got to tell you, there was... There was pain, there was sorrow, there was lots of crime, there was lots of struggle because what happens when you have a stroke is you you get brain damage, you know, you don't get enough oxygen to your brain. And so I literally had to start with, okay, I'd look at the toothpaste and I'd look at the toothbrush and I'd go, okay, which one do I pick up first? And, mm-hmm. and then I had to figure out how to turn on the water. You know, I mean, I, and it wasn't because I physically couldn't do it. It was because I mentally couldn't do it. Exactly. And so there, that was a long road. Within that road uh, is where I really um, opened myself up and I was um, allowed to open up. It's not even that I had to do with it. It was almost like, uh, you know, uh, spirit just came down and, and, you know, gave me that strike of lightning and said, look, you have a bigger path here quit messing around we're not we're not goofing off you know we really have we really we really are calling you to a higher to a higher vibration to a higher power to a higher place and I didn't immediately get it I kept trying to kind of go back to what I did before and I kept trying to do you know trying to do things uh the old way and it just took um faith it took peeling myself back to the absolute core and getting authentic with 100% who I am. And it also took a lot of crying and a lot of asking for help Mm -hmm. and knowing that I was supported. And thank you for being vulnerable and raw and real about this because it's so easy for people to put on a front that, oh, everything's fine you know, there's there's a societal expectation almost of, oh, how are you doing? Oh, fine. Let's not really talk about what's really going on. So uh-huh. I really appreciate you being real because I think there's something that's missing when people are not authentic, when people are not transparent about their struggles, their experiences. It's all part of it. It's not that, like you said, you don't just all of a sudden get a, get a strike of lightning and wow, yay, everything's great. There, it's It's... 
the tedious step-by-step-by-step process that goes on behind the scenes every day. Right, right. And I think that, you know, we have to kind of honor this this human earth school that we're in and realize it's not easy. It's not easy to share your story. And I will tell you, I spent years, 45 years of my life where I refused to tell my story because I was so afraid. Mm-hmm. I was so afraid I wouldn't be loved. I was so afraid I'd be rejected. I was so afraid what if people really knew who I was mm-hmm. uh, on a physical level, you know, on a personal level, you know, what if they knew that, you know, I have one breath? What if they knew that I kind of am a woo-woo girl and, you know, I don't think <laughs> like everybody. <laughs> right. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's a core fear for everyone is not being accepted, not being part of the in-group or the in-crowd or being ridiculed or rejected or, you know, um, it, it, it's, it causes people to... Again, back to the facade, creating this facade instead of just being real. And what we need in the world today is people just being real. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think uh, that we have to be patient with the people that haven't gotten there yet. Mm. But I think that we have to do it as as people that are being authentic with ourselves, as people that have um, registered the calling, you know, the calling has come to us and we've said yes to it. I think that it is, you know, it is our job to lift them up and to help them through uh, the struggle because some of us come through it easier than others. Absolutely. Now, you successfully transitioned from corporate to being an, an entrepreneur, running your own business. Again, another transition that's not easy, doesn't happen overnight. Let's talk a little bit about the key difference between a spiritual business and a regular business. You know, there's a lot of differences, but this is the one thing that I have found out um, that is so important. So when you make a decision to step out there uh, in a big way in your life, uh, you 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 don't realize that there's going to be, you know, these different steps that you have to take. And one of the biggest things with spiritual entrepreneurs that I find when I work with them is this one big thing, which is really what we've been talking about today uh, in a, in a little bit of a different way. And that is that what happens is, is that they immediately go, okay, I'm going to go, you know, I have this gift, you know, maybe they, they say that, or they go, okay, I'm going to go get, take this class. I'm going to get, Certified, or you know, they they just know that they're able to uh, do something in a beautiful, spiritual, loving way to heal others, and they start a business. And what they do is they take off their spiritual hat and they put on what they think is a business hat, and they run out and they start doing all these different activities, all these things they're supposed to do that they think they're supposed to do, and they forget the most important piece, and that is stopping and clearly looking at that gift and honoring that gift and accepting that gift. And this comes all the way to personal self-love and personal self-acceptance to that this gift is something that is, I like to call it your joy drop. And, you know, I, I explain it like this, you know, when you're in line to come to this beautiful earthly experience, there's this beautiful crystal drop, this joy drop that is dropped just on you. And the person behind you in line didn't get it. And the person in front of you in line didn't get it. It's just your gift. And I think that before 
you start your business or if you're in a place in your business where you are in that struggle of doubt, struggle, am I in the right place? Struggle, am I doing things right? That you have to peel everything away and get back to there and start there fresh and anew. I love it. So one of the issues that people do run into is accepting one's abilities and talents. And in your words, before spirit-filled lightworkers step out and start a business, there's one big step to take, which is full acceptance of your gift. And many of us do know this is easier said than done. What you're saying is in order to help facilitate self-acceptance, true self-love, being able to step into our calling fully, it is about, again, peeling back the layers of the onion, getting to know ourselves, being real, being authentic, being vulnerable, really digging in there. Absolutely. And uh, taking the fact that here you are wanting to move into, you know, you know, owning a business, there's a lot of earthly things that we have to do to own a business. And what we do is that we seem to uh, forget that, you know, this gift that we have is really the gift that is here to do our healing that we were brought here to do, whatever that looks like, however that gift is. I mean, you could you could be in sales and you could sell coffee cups. You could be some type of a spiritual uh, healer. You could, you know, do Reiki work. I mean, there's just so much stuff that, you know, different things that you could do out there in the universe. I also think one of the biggest challenges for people sometimes is figuring out just exactly what their calling is. Do you have any tips for our listeners to help them even begin to figure that out? You know, that's a really super great question. And I think that finding out what your calling is, is something that often is much easier than we give it. We give it so much weight. You know, it's like, what is it? You know, what's our passion? I'm not sure. And we carry around that energy. So first off, the first off is you need to release that energy and you need to let that energy completely go. And whatever it is that you have, you know, made up in your, your mind or, or in, in your um, heart in regards to how hard it is, the first thing is to let that go. And the second thing is, is I find often that through my own personal transformation and the own place that I have been put in my life is how I personally found out what my calling was and what my gift is. And I think that when I, when I work with people that are really struggling with knowing what that is, a lot of times we look at those places in their life. We also look at some of the things that they're attracted to. And we uh, find often that uh, it comes through that. So it's what's your own transformation you know, because a lot of times your own transformation, it's really where you want to give back. And that's kind of sometimes where your legacy comes in, which often matches what you're, you end up doing for a living. And then um, as well, uh, taking a very clear personal look at what are the things that, you know, that you have a passion for and that you do love to do. And it cannot even be in a business way. And you kind of take a look at those couple, those couple of things and couple those together and Sometimes that gets you on the path. And as we know, Angela, I know you know this, is that it is a path. Mm -hmm. And so how that works is you take one step forward and that path, that path then turns to the left. Okay, now I go left. Now I go right. And pretty soon the path gets very clear. But in the beginning, it just is a path. And the clear message is 
take a step forward. Fantastic. One of the things I share with my clients is very similar to that, and that is just just start. Start somewhere. You always have the right and the option and the ability to change things as you go, to finesse, to learn, to evolve. What you start out doing today may not be what you're doing five years from now, but it is the journey. Everything you do is another tool in your toolbox, another experience you have, another knowledge point, another data point, another piece of the puzzle. So just do something. And again, it's it's that step forward. So instead of just sitting on the couch saying, well, I don't know what my calling is. Well, get out there and do something. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, sometimes it's through taking those steps. So, you know, people don't have to go through some of the experiences that you and I have gone through. I do find that, you know, a lot of times us uh, spiritual entrepreneurs, however we look, um, that we uh, have gone through some, uh, some, you know, tragedies, I'll say it, or some challenges in our lives, and that um, get, pulls us through to this bigger calling. Mm-hmm. But whatever the case, um, it's just taking a step forward and knowing that God puts you right where you're supposed to be, even if it doesn't feel right. Even if you're flipping burgers at McDonald's, you are in the right place because there's something there that you're learning Mm -hmm. that's going to take you to your next step. It doesn't matter what it looks like today. It's just that you know you're moving forward. Exactly. Beautiful. So, Cindy, your profession is about helping healing practitioners attract and keep more clients by coaching them on three main things. So let's dive a little deeper into each one of those now. First, you talk about the type of business setup needed to get started and how to establish a very clear vision and stick to it. So let's dive into that. Mm-hmm. I think um, for me, there's really kind of three, I'll just give you kind of my three um, things to, to, to just kind of clear it up a little bit. So it's, so it's clear to our listeners here. And that is that I help people in three ways. And that is how do you pull clients to you? How do you, and this is not about um, the law of attraction work. This is um, a different uh, style and type of pulling clients to you. The second is, how do we spiritually wow our clients where, when they're with us so they don't forget us? Mm-hmm. And then the last one is, is when they leave, what is it that you're doing to absolutely make sure that you are at the top of their thought process and that you're really creating that, what I like to call a raving, loving fan. Mm-hmm. And a raving, loving fan not only comes to you once, they come to you over and over again, but they also do this. They tell all their friends and family about you. They bring, the, they bring people to you, and um, they, you know, think of anything that you're a fan of, mm-hmm. a raving, loving fan of. Uh, so I help people create that type of energy in their business. Fantastic. Outstanding. So, so give us a few little tips on how to do that. So if someone were to, so as you mentioned, or let's start, let's start here. As you mentioned earlier, one of the mistakes that change agents make is they want to change the world and they want to help everyone and they get inspired and right. they run out there 
And they start doing all these things to get their business going and they end up spinning their wheels and being off track and self-sabotaging and doing all these crazy things and they never quite and sometimes they give up because they don't see the results they're expecting. So how do they establish a clear vision, first of all, and then how do they stick to it? That's a really great question. I think this really um, blends with one of my first things that I do, which is um, creating clients. And that is, this is one of the biggest mistakes they do. So we already know that really the first step is, is that Mm self-acceptance. Because once you move into that self-acceptance, there's a power that comes with that. And there's a synergy that comes with that. And there's an energy that comes with that, that really lifts us through the tough times. And let me just let you know, whatever you do, whatever it is, there's going to be some challenges. There's going to be some trips. So you have to have that piece. But then it is, well, how do you pull clients in? And this is the biggest mistake that happens is that spiritual entrepreneurs run out and do what they, you know, they take, you know, 10 classes. They they talk to, you know, 10 other people that do the same thing. And people say, well, you should start a blog. You should write a book. You have to have a web page. You have to have, you know, um, uh, business cards. You know, you have to network. You have to do public speaking. You know, I could go on and on and on right. with all the things that they're, they're told that they have to do. And this is where they make the first um struggle for themselves and how they could make it a much more loving way if they just took a step back and picked things that were authentic to them. Because here's what I know is that, and I'll just use public speaking as a, for instance, if you cannot stand to get in front of a crowd and talk and you find that pure torture, but you decide this is how I'm going to, you know, go out and and pull clients to me. This is how I'm going to market my business. There's a couple of things that are going to happen. First, you're going to be, you know, constantly working through fear. And I think working through fear is excessively important. I do think that sometimes there's an easier way when you first start a business because you already have a lot of fear things that are going on. You're you're trying a lot of new things. Right, right. You're trying a lot of new things. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so I'll take this speaking uh, situation and, and just say, so, but if you found that, let's say the thing that you absolutely love to, to do is you love to be part of communities and you love to be part of groups and you love to be, you know, part of whatever that may possibly be in your life. And you started there versus starting with something that's not authentic to you. And when you start with something you love, and you start with something you're already good at, guess what happens? You do it over and over again. And you have to have systems in your business that you can do over and over again to keep creating the momentum that you want. So um, that is my biggest uh, advice to all spiritual entrepreneurs is to make sure that you find how you're going to create new clients or how you're going to create your business in a very authentic way. I love it. And you describe that you help your clients create what you call a circle of intention with their clients. So their clients want to become long-term repeat clients and right. also share with others about how great you are. This is key because you know, I know as an entrepreneur, word of mouth and repeat business is the lifeblood of a business. So what is one tip that you could share with listeners today about creating that circle of intention? Okay, wonderful. 
Great question. Let me just say this really quickly because it is so important to say it's the lifeblood of the business. It also is the least expensive way to create a new client. And so what we do is a lot of times we get a business and we think we have to go do all these big expensive things. You know, we have to spend all this money. And the fact of the matter is, you know, sometimes just starting with our our small little sphere of influence that we have uh, is um, a great way. And so I would say that if I was going to give one small thing, and that is, you know, start where you are. Do not go out and spend a a lot of money thinking, you know, you have to, you know, go out and do a lot of uh, expensive type of things that repeat clients are the least expensive. They stay with you the longest. And believe me, they love you the most. So I'd say start with, you know, start small and just start, start where you are. Fantastic. One of the topics you address is what you call three secrets clients are not telling you, but you need to know. I'm Mm -hmm. intrigued. What are these secrets? Oh, these are just great little secrets. And let me tell you what they are. So the three secrets, and this comes to (laughs) the part of uh, my second step of of, um, helping spiritual entrepreneurs, which is um, to create this uh, space where people are feeling very spiritually um, blessed and very spiritually wowed when they're with you. And that is that there's three things that people don't tell you. And you, it's common, common knowledge. But the fact of the matter is they aren't going to tell you this. And that is what the first one is, is that they are, um, that all humans want to be heard. Mm-hmm. All humans want to be heard. All humans want to be known. So what does that mean? You know, we, when you think go back to the to, to the wanting to be heard, there's such a small percentage. Even if we look at sometimes in our own personal group, our own personal families, or our own personal friends, the rarity that you have, you know, a large group of people that are that are really listening and really hearing you and really know you and that you allow them to really know you. You know, a lot of times you can count them on one hand. Sometimes you can count them on one finger. And so to be able to become that person uh, for your uh, clients is uh, one of the first and best ways to create rating fans. The second one is to be known. And so creating an environment where they really can peel back and show really who they are and know that in that environment they are loved. That is extremely, extremely important and extremely love-centered on getting them to a place where gosh, isn't this what we want? I mean, we want to heal them, but at the same time, we want to create these fans. And so it's, it's this kind of double dipper that just works beautifully. And then the last one is, is that what we really want is we want a spiritual loving relationship. And spiritual loving relationships are rare. Now, you know, Angela, you and I are spiritual girls and we are, um, you know, obviously probably create, create some spiritual loving relationships in our life, but not everybody knows how to do that mm-hmm. and not everybody has the opportunity to do that. So if we can create that with our uh, clients when we're with them, that's a huge blessing. Wow, that's beautiful. Beautiful. 
You offer a masterclass on how to create raving, loving fans, as you call them, it, or what I call it, uh, my tribe. Tell us a little bit about what you offer in that class. You know, I have um, a couple of different classes that I do. So let me share with you what those are. So the first off is if somebody would like to just take a class with me, an hour class with me at no cost, just to kind of get to know a little bit more about my vibe, not that you haven't gotten to know a little (laughs) bit about me here, but um, you can go to the Spirituality Center or LearnItLive.com and I have a couple of free classes on there. And I actually, uh, there's a new beginnings um, that the Spirituality Center is doing. It's the spiritualitycenter.com or learnitlive.com. It's doing um, the first of this year. It's called the New Beginnings, you know, for 2016. And I am part of that um, symposium. And I'm doing a class called Calling All Angels, which is about, you know, taking um, the messages that you get to help support you with your business. And so there's a class that somebody, you know, may want to take. I also have another class that's called Bless Your Business with Fans. And that class is a class that people can uh, take. And what we do is some of the things we've talked about today, we we dig, we we start with the most important part, right, is this self-love, being authentic, peace. But we start really getting down to the lower loving layers of getting your business moving forward using some of these systems that I've talked about, so pulling people to you well and your clients, getting them to never forget you. Um, and I think that particular class is a class that really helps people to get started in the right direction. Perfect. If people want to find out more about you, Cindy, or they want to find out more about how to run a spiritually sharp business, or they want to reach out to you for help, what's the best way for them to find you? The best way is to go to my webpage, which is sharpeningyourspirit.com. And the easiest and quickest and fastest way is that right there on the front page, they can click and and they can get a free 15-minute empowerment session with me where what we do is we really get down to the one big thing, one big thing that they need help with with their, with their business. And it's a great way to interact with me and talk to me personally and to get me really um, there helping them with their business. And then from there, I can share with them, you know, how to get involved in my classes and so on. Thank you so much, Cindy. You are such an inspiration. I love all of the wisdom you have to share Thank you for being real and vulnerable and sharing your challenges that you had to overcome and really excited about what you have to offer people who are trying to step into their calling, who are trying to find their authenticity and how that translates into a business that is mindful and spiritually based. I just am so excited about what you have to offer. So I really appreciate and thank you for being on the show today. Well, I think, you know, the biggest thanks really need to go to you because here you are, you know, creating this beautiful space for people not only like myself, but, you know, others that have such a great message here for the world, a message of love and hope and um, enlightenment. So thank you so much for asking me here today. Absolutely. Hey, I want to give a shout out to Steve Schoen, an accomplished professional voice actor and audio producer who created my new intro and outro for Transpersonal Radio. Steve is based out of the Sacramento, California area. 
If you'd like to hire Steve for voiceover work, you can find him at soundsofmyvoice.com. That's sounds with an S, soundsofmyvoice.com. Steve is also an event entertainer and wedding DJ. If you want to liven up your event with a truly talented and fun personality, check out sacramentoweddingdj.com. You can also find Steve on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash steve.shown. That's S-C-H-O-N. Thanks, Steve. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Trans Transpersonal Radio. If you'd like to suggest a future future topic or be a guest, visit transpersonalradio.com. Call the hotline at 619-800-6057 or like our page, facebook.com slash transpersonalradio.